Welcome to Sisterhood, having conversations that matter with me, Laurieann Sheldrick, an incredible woman who support, encourage, and empower other women. While you are here, you will be supported. You will empower yourself so that you can be supportive to others and begin to fully embrace that we cannot be empowered women if we do not support those who are being disempowered. That is the magic that lies within sisterhood, and it only works if we do it together. The purpose of sisterhood is to create deep and meaningful connections with other women, have conversations that matter, because women need other women, and together we are going to be, do, and have all that we desire. It starts right here, right now, with me, my special guests, and with you. Let's begin. Welcome to the magic of sisterhood. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Sisterhood Podcast. I have magic to share with all of you today. Pure magic. So much so that this is going to be the shortest introduction I've ever done because I want you to get right into this conversation and experience the magic that I felt. I felt so calm, so calmed by this woman's presence. Today you have the pleasure of meeting and listening to Dr. Davia Shepard. This was not only our first time chatting, but we had never met before. And it felt like I was talking to a best friend. A little bit about her though. She's a master connector. I have to say she is literally a master connector. She's an international speaker She's a best-selling author. Her book is Grow Smarter, Collaboration Secrets to Transform Your Income and Impact. She's a certified retreat leader, an optimal life coach, podcast host of Ladies Power Lunch, chiropractor. She runs her own practice, mother, and just the most incredible human being I've literally ever met. I was introduced to her online And I didn't know why, but I had to have her on the Sisterhood podcast. And I'm so grateful that I followed that inner nudge because this honestly felt like having a conversation with my best friend about life. You know, all the things we want to be talking to our friends about as we explore how to navigate our way through like being a human being, all the questions we have, all the things we want to be talking about. It truly felt that way. She's a gift. And one of the things that I really loved about our conversation is how She takes so many of the terms that we grow up with and redefines them so they actually feel good and we end up in a situation with each other as human beings where it's a win-win-win-win. Like she takes words like balance and collaborating and visibility and support and redefines these words and gives them more meaningful meaning. I love the way she does that. So... I'm just going to let you listen. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. All the links to connect with Dr. Davia Shepard are in the show notes as always. All the ways to connect with sisterhood are in the show notes. If you know someone who would love to hear this conversation, please share it. We love the shares. We love the shares. We love the reviews. It helps us to grow this podcast and get it to all those who need it. I'm wishing you the best day wherever you are, whatever you're experiencing. And as always, remember, you are good enough. You have always been good enough and you will always be 
good enough. Enjoy this conversation and I'll see you back here next time. Bye. Um, thank you so much for coming on the sisterhood podcast and being here with me and taking the time with me and all of the listeners who are listening. Like I truly, truly appreciate you taking this time because I get the feeling maybe time is a precious resource for you. (laughs) You know, I'm doing a lot better. I like to tell people I'm recovering in terms of a lot of the things that I have been attached to in the past. And my Mm -hmm. intention going forward is to be more ease and flow Mm -hmm. and going with the moment. So I love that, you know, um, sisterhood is all about having meaningful conversations so that the women who are listening get this sense that they're not alone in the world. They're not the only ones going through certain experiences. And, you know, it's so funny how the world just, the universe just brings conversations to our lap because just before we were scheduled to have this conversation, um, we needed to push our conversation an hour And it just brought this topic up front and center that I just would love to start our conversation with because you're an author. Like I've done a deep dive on you and you do a lot. Like you're an author, you're a podcast host, you're a mother, you're a chiropractor, you have a practice and I'm sure the list goes on. I know the list goes on. What's your secret? Like, how do you manage it all? How do you keep your energy up and put so much energy into so many passions and purposes? It's really, truly amazing and so diverse. Like, I just couldn't believe it. (laughs) Wow. Thank you, Lori, for pointing that out. And now I'm terrified when I start thinking about all the things that I probably (laughs) should be doing. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I I had had a dear friend back in the day and she has five kids and she has her practice and she's also an author and a speaker and doing all the things and I said to her one day you are my role model in life how do you do all the things that you do I only have two kids they're right there if you (laughs) take a look at them they're little tinies but Mm -hmm. um I asked her how do you do it and she said to me that it's a matter of deciding what's important Mm -hmm. and she had a couple of buckets that are important to her and then anything else would happen if she had time for it and so I've thought to myself you know what instead of spending my time doing a hundred different things that we all could be doing all day what would happen if I focused on the things that were really, really, truly meaningful to me and try to do those things really, really well. And so the other piece is that we've been taught to chase balance in life. And the way I consider it is a little bit different. I look for instead alignment. And so, yes, there are days, for example, when I was writing Grow Smarter when my bedtime ended up being like 3 a.m. because I was writing. But that's not every day. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know. And so finding that alignment and knowing that if there is a project that needs particular attention, that we can focus in on that. But then at the end of the day, the things that are most important still get attention. I think that's that would be my suggestion to somebody who was caught in that trap of looking for balance because I don't think that that is really a productive search. No. And, you know, I remember the, when I first explored what balance meant to me, I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense because I can't give everything balanced equal time, nor do I want to. And to me, when I'm working on a project that really lights me up because I do the same thing, I can juggle a hundred things if I am passionate about them and aligned and they energize me and bring me joy. Um, And I know that it's sometimes those temporary sacrifices you have to make to get those things out there. And what I focus on is that it's temporary. Like I won't have those late evenings all the time. I won't be at my computer for 10 hours a day, you know, after the project's done, it is that temporary. And one of the questions I ask myself when I'm about to set a goal or start a project is, am I willing to have to, to sacrifice, like make this temporary sacrifice. Am I willing to make this temporary sacrifice? And if I'm not even willing to make the temporary sacrifice, I know that it's not aligned with me. I I absolutely agree, Lori. I think one of the things too, that really helps me to decide what is important to me Mm -hmm. is to know how I make decisions in an aligned way. I am not sure if you or if your audience is familiar with human design, but human design came into my life at a time when I was, I had a lot of decisions to make and using the decision-making process that is aligned for me helps me to stay on task and stay on track. Because what I know is if I'm working on a project that's in alignment, I'm just like you, Lori, I can do, I can find energy to do that thing and to do the other things that need doing. Whereas if it's not in alignment, it's going to feel heavy and it's going to be difficult and we're not going to have the same sort of outcome. Absolutely. I discovered human design a couple of years ago, and it's significantly helped me in my decision making process, but also setting very healthy boundaries. I'm a generator and I can do a lot, but that doesn't mean that I should be doing all those things. (laughs) Now, are you a generator as well? I am not at all a generator. I am actually a projector. Wow. I am a projector and I am meant to just exist in the world in a state of flow and ease. And so that is what I lean towards. I always want to make sure one of my biggest questions that I ask with any project that's hopping onto my plate is, is this going to be fun? Mm. And I know you're thinking, oh, but it's work. You should kind of probably be thinking about this more from a work perspective. But my first question is always, is this going to be fun? And if it's not fun, I am probably not going to be as on board for it as you might expect. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think we should be putting some of our focus into more things that we can add into our life. That's fun. Like I, how many times do you talk to women and you're like, what do you do for fun? And they're like, what's that? (laughs) 
But I was that woman, Lori, and that's why this is so important to me. I remember going to a retreat with one of my favorite mentors and you know, she asked this question, like, what lights you up? What's fun for you? And oh, my goodness, we got time to journal about it. And at the end, I was still twiddling my thumbs because I had gotten so buried in the must do's and the have to's. And then you've mentioned at the top of the show, all the things that I do now, which come so easily for me, because there are tons of fun. Yeah, it's so true. And it's just, it's all these parts of you. I just had this conversation with one of my girlfriends the other day on the podcast, and we were exploring just on the podcast, what the question, like, who am I means? And we get asked that so often we put ourselves in like little tiny categories of this is who we are. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, but I'm all things like I'm everything, like everything that I put my interest in, my passions in, my love into, my energy into. I'm all those things. I'm not just a coach. I'm not just a wife. I'm not just a daughter. Like I'm all of these things. And I love that. And, you know, I remember when I went on to your LinkedIn page and I just wanted to get to know more about you and your work and what you do and your amazing podcast. I realized I'm like, oh my God, she brings in all of her little things that she loves into her life. Instead of just choosing one thing that you love, you're like, here are all the things that I love to do. And you put them out into the world, which is incredible. I love to, I love to travel. So we do retreats and we travel. I am one of those weirdos who I love (laughs) speaking. If you hide a microphone, I'm probably going to be like a bloodhound and sniff it out where it is. I love speaking. I enjoy sharing my voice. And so I do the YouTube show and the TV show and the podcast. It's all about love. Mm -hmm. What do I love? Where can I put my energy? And that's what I do. And I can feel that I've been binge listening to your podcast on my morning walks and I can feel that like, it's not just content creation. Like I have to just create this content and I'm on a schedule and I have to put it out. It really does feel, I can feel that energy in it where I'm just like, okay, I want to listen to the next one. And I just want to keep listening because I can hear that in your voice. So obviously that's coming through that energy is coming through and you do love, and I'm sure it comes through your book and it comes through your retreats and it comes through your work that you do as a chiropractor as well. It probably comes through everything because you wouldn't be doing juggling all these things if you didn't love it. That is true. Yeah. Another thing that came up that I just have to note, because again, these conversations just come fall into my lap. Sometimes one of the things you did when we pushed our, our call an hour is you asked for what you wanted. You just asked for it. Instead of pushing through, you asked for it. I find that's so difficult for women to do. They just will push through, hustle through, not set a boundary, try to please someone else instead of just like saying, what do you think about this? Like, is this okay with you? Has that been a practice for you to just be okay with asking for what you want or what you need in that moment? Because I know so many women, including myself, struggle with that. Well, I would say 
struggle no more, Lori, because I have decided that I will not struggle with that anymore. And it's just a decision that I've made. You know, I had my shaman. Yes, I do have a shaman. Isn't that great how I have a shaman? Yes. (laughs) I was on a call with my shaman some time ago. And she said to me that she was feeling like my heart chakra was being blocked. Yeah. Fast forward to a couple of weeks later, I was sitting at a summit. I happened to be just randomly happened to be assigned by the person putting on the summit, the opportunity to sit beside the keynote speaker for no reason. I wasn't participating on the summit. No reason. Just got assigned to sit beside her. And after she made her presentation, I mentioned to her, you know, my shaman says that my heart chakra is blocked. <laughs> these, these are the amazing conversations that I just love having. And she explained to me in great detail that this is a case for so many women. Because what happens is, and here, here's how I'm going to mess up what she told me, but I'm going to tell you anyway. What she says happens is that we're such great givers, We're so good at, and we're built this way because we're meant to nurture, right? So we're so good at making sure that everybody else is taken care of, that what is missing is that taking care of ourselves. And so it actually, it's supposed to be sort of a give and a take, with the heart chakra where you're giving, but you're also receiving. But we've spent so much time not receiving that that piece of getting it back is Mm -hmm. blocked. So I go back to my shaman and I say to her, hey, I had this conversation with this woman who was speaking at the summit and she explained to me that my receiving is the issue. And so ever since then, The work that I am doing is making sure that in addition to giving, because I enjoy giving, come on, we give because it's fun. We love it. I I get so much joy in giving. Absolutely. Yeah. But then we also need to receive. And so it was such a pleasure to receive your gift today, Lori, when I said, hey, can we push a little bit because... I got a call and there's something that came up that was unexpected. And you gave me that gift of saying, yes, that's fine. I appreciate that. So I am learning to receive and it's a decision that I've made to pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. And I invite us all to pay attention to it because if we don't, then we might end up in that situation where that heart chakra is blocked. Well, and we just put up these walls for so many reasons and in so many areas of our lives that nothing can get through. And it's true. I love what you said about it being a gift because I got to do something and just say, yeah, sure. Oh my God, absolutely. And then you got to receive it. So it was this beautiful ebb and flow, this wonderful exchange where we both got something out of it without me even realizing it until you just described it. It made me feel really good that I had that time 
And then I was just able to be like, yeah, no problem. And I just went and I had a little snack and I had a coffee and caught up on some stuff. So yeah, it really is that wonderful exchange. And I'm going to think about it like that from now on, that this is an exchange for both people. It's not one-sided. It isn't. It yeah. really is. Because if you think about it from this point of view, think of the joy that you get from giving. You're actually giving somebody else that gift, that joy from accepting their yes. gift. Yes. And this is the lesson I am learning. And so I invite anybody who wants to learn this alongside me to hop on board because yeah. it's, it's really, really a great lesson to learn. It's all a practice, isn't it? Everything that we do and all these new things that we're learning, it's just, it's all a practice because it's not, it should be built into us, but it's not. We're just so designed to not go by our design. (laughs) Like everything inside of us is telling us something's wrong that we're not doing things the way, you know, we're designed to be doing them and loving the way we're supposed to be loving and receiving and giving the way we should be receiving and giving everything inside of us is telling us that, but the external world is saying something different. And we just spend way too much time focusing on the external world and not enough time just going within and having conversations like this, where we talk about the gift for both people to give and to receive. Yes. And I think though, that, It's okay that we haven't been spending that time because we weren't really taught to do that. And so as we learn and we get better, I think one of our Ladies Power Lunch authors said something last, last fall and it just stuck with me. She said, we're all human and we're all having a human experience. And if we consider the things that we're learning and the new practices that we're adding, as just building on that human experience. It just makes it so much richer and dare I say fun. Yes. <laughs> oh, I learned yeah. a new thing today. That's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And we can't bypass that human experience. I'm very spiritual and I, I love all of my spiritual practices. And something that I've also learned is that you can't just live in the spiritual. You also have to live in this human experience. You can't bypass it. And I hear so often online that like, we need to be in this 5d realm or whatever it is. And I said, that's wonderful and beautiful, but I'm not there. I'm having a, I'm having this experience. I'm a human being and that's going to come with pain and sadness and joy and, and failure and wins. It's going to come with all of it. It's just, it's both. It's always both. And it's taught me not to bypass being a human being and that everything about me being a human being is normal. Everything, no matter what I'm experiencing, what I do, what I'm feeling, it's all normal. And that's what I wanted out of the sisterhood podcast to just have conversations to say, by the way, like you're normal, you're not doing anything wrong. Your beliefs, your opinions, the thoughts you're having, the questions you have, having more questions than answers, all of that's normal. Yeah. 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 I love that. That is beautiful. One of the things, um, because I have been deep diving into uh, the Ladies Power Lunch podcast, (laughs) it's so beautiful. I love because it's a resource for women. And um, 
I talk a lot on the podcast about healing the female friendship wound and connecting deeper as women. And you talk a lot about connecting and collaborating and supporting instead of competing. And you provide all these resources with for women by other women and and a few men who support and a few men yes 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 (laughs) yes I'd love to know has your experience with women always been positive or is now you're at this phase where you just you're doing this work so that you can shift the relationship that women have with one another so here's what I'll say rewind back to kindergarten yeah. All right. Go back. This is where we learned all the things that we needed to learn. We probably did. Okay. We did need to learn some more things like algebra, but <laughs> <laughs> we learned everything we needed to know to yeah. be humans with each other in kindergarten. Cause what was one of the first things we learned? We learned we need to share. Oh, yes. Remember that? Remember that day when you, Lorianne, were pulling away that toy from this other kid and your kind kindergarten teacher said to you, hey, Lori, what would happen if you shared? And you thought about it and you said, huh, apparently I was a fly on the wall on that day. (laughs) You said to yourself, huh, it might be more fun because then we could play together and it would be great. But then here's what happened next. Next, we went to real school. Oh, boy. And we learned that you need to be at the top of your class. Or if you're playing sports, then your sports team needs to win. Or we learned competition. We didn't learn competition the healthy way. We learned it in a way that was toxic. And so we took that into our college experience. We took that into, for those of us who went into the work world, we took that into our working experience. And so when we met women again, our experience with them was not, let's share our toys. We went right back. It's like we regressed back to pulling our toys away. And what I noticed though, is that whenever I got, if we were in a big group, the dynamic would be that way. But if we got one-on-one, even with the women, and I'm coming from a corporate environment, so I, I can speak to this with really great clarity. When we got one-on-one with me and a woman that maybe others didn't even like for whatever reason, there was always that connection. Yeah. No matter what, there was that connection because we're women together. Mm-hmm. There's always that connection. And so my suggestion is, and these are all suggestions, mm-hmm. my suggestion is what would happen if we remembered what it was like to be that Davia in kindergarten or that Lori in kindergarten who shared her toys with the other little girls in the class? What would happen if the other little girl shared her toys with me too? Then guess what? We'd have twice as many toys and it would just be amazing. What I know for sure is that this is how physics works and you cannot change the laws of physics. They just work this way unless you're in a parallel universe, in which case they have their own laws too. So if you're a bright light and I'm a bright light, 
we're never going to eclipse each other. If you put us beside each other, all that's going to happen is that we're going to have an even bigger and an even brighter light. Yeah. So why not? Let's just do that. I love that. And me having the light doesn't take away from you having the light. There's enough to go around for everyone. There's enough light for all of us. And there is, yeah, I love that so much. And I feel like that's how we connected. And I think I can share this with you because, um, just, it sounds like you're, you have these like universal beliefs. Like I do too. When we got connected through Cami. I don't know why I like was instantly drawn to you. I didn't even know what I wanted to talk to you about for yet. Like I had no idea. I just felt it. And I was like, I don't know why, but I need to have this conversation. I need to connect with her. Like I just, that's how I felt. That's just like the energy, the connection that I felt. And it wasn't until later when you were in this, in the calendar and we had it scheduled that I was like, oh, okay, well now I actually have to go find out who this woman is. I didn't know. I just knew energetically there was something there. I was so connected with you. And I knew that we were going to have a conversation. I didn't know what it was going to be about. I just knew that I needed to. That is, that's the universe at work, because what I can tell you is that I love Cami. She's amazing. She's been on our summits in the past, and she is just an outstanding individual. And when she connected us, it was at a time when I was not scheduling any appearances at all. Wow. But the energy was right. Yeah. And so I knew that it was going to absolutely have to happen. And we need to trust that, don't we? Because sometimes we want to know all the whys. Yes. We want to know, we want to, we want to have the outcome, be, right? We just want to see every single step. And it's so important to trust that feeling, even when you don't know why. And the thing is, though, again, you know, I would say absolutely trust yourself, but it's going to take some practice yes. because we've gotten back when we were in that kindergarten class, we trusted ourselves. Totally. We totally did. Mm -hmm. But we've had life kind of change us over time. And so now that we're coming back to ourselves, we need to practice. We need to build that muscle of trusting ourselves. One of my mentors likes to say, make yourself right. When you, when you look for the examples of how when you said yes to something, how it worked out positively, and you keep cataloging these examples, this gives you that opportunity to trust yourself even more. Absolutely. It doesn't happen with one decision or one small action. It is those tiny little steps that we take constantly throughout our whole lives because the trust can go away and then it can come back. It can strengthen and weaken. And so it is that constant practice because we get pulled away from it so often, right? It's like, there's something pulling us away from it. And so it is important to constantly come back to it and to give ourselves that grace that this is a practice. And sometimes you are going to ignore that little nudge inside of you because you're like, you know what? I need to know why first, like I need, right. And, but that's okay. I do believe that one day it'll come back around. (laughs) 
yeah. like it'll come back to you. The idea, the, the connection, it'll come back to you. I truly believe that. I think too, it's such a good thing to practice in our businesses, you know, both of us, like, and the women that you have on the podcast, like we're all in some way, we have our own businesses or we work in corporate in some way with, even if we're not an, entre- an entrepreneur, we need to bring that into our businesses as well. Cause we have a lot of stuff coming at us externally that maybe we don't want to run our business in that way. We want to run it our way and we need to practice trusting that as well. Absolutely. I agree with that. I, um, I've tried the other ways, you mm-hmm. know, the ways that you learn from the business gurus do things this way. And I can tell you, those ways do not work for me. Yeah. What works for me is being more source led and trusting my knowing, trusting mm-hmm. my inner knowing. Yeah. And that's probably why you have all of these aspects in your life and all of these businesses and projects and purposes and passions, even just writing your book, Grow Smarter. I would imagine just in the short time we've spoken and what I've know, what I know about you now is it was so divinely guided. Like as you wrote, I bet you, you read it back and was like, who wrote that? <laughs> I, I can, I can show you, you know, we were, this is, this is the galley. So we get, we get to keep the bone galley and it's Mm. kind of a fun thing um, for authors to be able to do that. And when I was going through and reading for editing, I was like, huh, I like this. And I started tagging pages and making notes because a lot of what came through flowed through. I hadn't had any intention of writing my own book. We do these collaboration books for Ladies Power Lunch, and I was always happy to contribute a chapter here or there, maybe write the foreword if somebody asked for me to do that. But I was on a call with another friend of ours, and she was going to be the keynote speaker on one of my summits. And instead of us talking about what we had intended to talk about, we ended up talking about me writing this book. Mm. And she said to me, you have to write this book. And this is the way that you're going to do it. And she's an outstanding coach. So, you know, she speaks, I listen, and I am constantly learning from just all our members and everybody who steps into my space. And I reached, this was a labor of collaboration, a labor of love. I reached out into the ladies power lunch group and said, Hey, looking for people who might be interested in being part of this project. And we were able to do 20 interviews with our ladies power lunch members who raised their hands and said, yes, will be a part of this. Absolutely. I said, well, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to need help with marketing and publishing and members raised their hands and said, yes, we'll, we'll hop on board and support that. We needed a book cover. I made a book cover myself and used it as a placeholder on Amazon. And it was the worst because not, not a designer. I am not <laughs> a designer. Like if you ask me to draw a stick figure, that's going to be a problem. I put it out in the group. Who could do a 
book cover. And my shaman reached out to me and she said to me, this is the person who needs to do your book cover. So it it was just all a labor of people believing in this idea that when we come together, that we're stronger, when we shine together, that we're brighter. And everybody came together. Everybody supported this project. It's not just me. It's a collaboration. And you went through the process, even not knowing how you were going to do every single step. It it was like the steps appeared when they were ready to appear. Every single time. And that's so amazing. And I think it sounds like that's just another reason why one to trust yourself, but also to connect, collaborate and support one another rather than compete, because it creates this beautiful container where again, everybody gets to support one another and use their gifts to support you. And you can use your gifts to support them. So it's this beautiful ebb and flow. It's a give and take again. It just keeps coming back to this. (laughs) It keeps coming back to this, but we don't know what people need unless they ask for it. So, you know, you just saying, anybody know of a book cover designer, right? Like people aren't mind readers. You would have never received that had you not just voiced it. I never would have. And I mean, Mm. what came out of this, Lorianne, is that the person who ended up designing my book, it was definitely divinely guided because she has become such an important part of the machine that is ladies power lounge she she believes in what we do and i just earlier today got off a call with her where we were planning for our next anthology she is she believes in this and she's on board for it every step of the way that's amazing and ladies power lunch it's all about connecting women with one another, but it's also about providing resources, personal and professional resources for them, right? So whether they're in business or wanting to start a business or in the middle of their business already and want to learn different tools, do you see a common thread, you know, with the women that you're working with and speaking with that it's just like, this is the common block that women have when starting their business or starting over or starting up or right in the middle of it. Like, is there a common thread that you just see? This is the biggest block women tend to have. I think that what, what I realize is that we, somebody calls it being siloed. Mm. We forget the power of the collective Mm -hmm. the collective is a living breathing thing and its power is greater than if we had two separate people it's almost new math it's like one plus one is greater than two but i think that because we've been we've been taught to just do it and by any means necessary and beat out the competition. We've been taught that for so many years that when we go into this journey that is entrepreneurship, we we don't realize that the best way to go about it, the new business paradigm, as I like to call it, is actually collaboration. And I mean, I'll, t- I'll tell you my story. 
and you'll understand why I feel the way that I feel. When I started here in this practice, it wasn't the best time. It was about 11 years ago, we were in an economic downturn. I tell this story all the time because I want people to get it that going it alone is not necessary. It's just not. Mm-hmm. I joined this practice and at the time, the moment, like the minute I was joining this practice, people were losing their homes. People were losing their jobs. People were losing their health insurance. So a lot of patients that we had, we, we just didn't have them anymore. And so I had to go in search of patients in a way that I had not anticipated. I joined the chamber. That chamber felt like a little bit of a boys club, but I made some really good friendships with some really great women. We got together, we had lunch one day and it was amazing. Everybody who came to that table and we were all from different businesses, different walks of life, different kinds of people. Everybody who came to that table that day, Lorianne, every single one left with what they needed. I never forget one woman, she needed a babysitter. There was another woman in the group who said, I don't usually share my babysitter with people because, you know, you don't share your babysitter. Am I right? But I'm going to share her with you. There was another woman. She needed somebody to help her with caring for her elderly parents. There was somebody who could point her in the right direction. People needed clients. People were sending emails, making texts, making phone calls, connecting people. Mm -hmm. The resources that you need, I think this is the takeaway here. The resources that you need as a new business startup, as a person who is already in business, as a person who might be even heading towards retirement, whatever it is that you need, somebody else out there has already done that thing. You don't have to recreate the wheel. It is not necessary. And if you are part of a collective of people who are absolutely interested in supporting each other. They're here in this group, not because of what they can get, but because of what they can give. If you're Mm -hmm. part of that group, Mm -hmm. you're golden. So -hmm. you're starting your business and you're like, oh my goodness, you know what? I don't even know how to make a web page. You don't even have to worry about that. There's somebody in the group who knows how to help you to do that inexpensively. Oh my goodness. Um, Email marketing, I, I don't know how to do somebody knows how it's not, we're not recreating this wheel. Yes. So the block is we have to remove this idea, this belief that we have to do it alone or that we have to know everything. We just have to know our thing and put our gifts out in the world. How they go out on the website, that's not our problem. We don't need to be web designers. So it's removing this belief that we have to do it alone and we have to know everything and really get, again, that connection. It keeps coming back to that collaboration. And when I now when I'm hearing the word collaboration in my head, I'm seeing this giving and receiving. I see that. It's, it's sort of like an yes. infinity symbol. Yes. It's that giving and receiving. Yes. I like to say that a lot of things that we've been taught are collaborations. They are not actually collaborations. They don't even come close. I don't know if you remember being in college and getting put in groups to do group projects. And there's one person yes. who does a whole lot of the work and the other people don't do anything. And yes. it's just a nightmare. And we've been taught that that's collaboration. And I'm here to disabuse everybody of that idea. That's not a collaboration at all. That's actually parasitism. What a collaboration truly is, it's a win, 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 win. Yeah. It's not even three wins. It's four 
because here's why. If you and I are collaborating as we are on this show, you win, Lori, because you're creating great content. I win because I got a great invitation and I get to make a great new friend. Your listeners, your end users, whomever your clients are, they get to win because they get access to this conversation that did not exist before, but that spirit brought forward. Mm -hmm. And the fourth win is that this is an opportunity to raise the vibration of the planet. And so there is a win for the greater good. So it's win, 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 win. And if you are doing something and those four wins are available to you, that is a collaboration. And if they're not, it's not. Wow. Because I learned the old way. I learned the old way. And it was usually me doing all the work. And I felt like I got nothing out of it. (laughs) Same. Yes. You know, I hear that so often and I'm very careful now. And I think I have a little bit of a wall up there now, just hearing you speak about what collaboration should be. Someone's like, would you like to collaborate with me? And then when I get the details, it's like, well, this kind of feels like it's all me, right? Like I'm not really getting anything out of this other than I'm spending a lot of time and energy into it. And now I'm going to make sure it has those four wins like that to me is so beautiful, so magical, because I do believe everybody should win in that, right? Like it really should be, and it should raise the vibration of the planet because we need that more than ever, more than ever right now. And we can't do that if we're constantly just trying to best one another or compete with one another, or we think that there's not enough to go around for everyone. Like, so you wrote a book. Well, that must mean now that I can't write a book. Like that's just craziness. It's crazy talk, right? It's crazy talk. Like, yeah. Cause, and I love, there's this woman, her name is Marie Forleo. And she always says this thing that really hits me. It's like the world needs like your gift, your gift, the way you want to put it out into the world not the way everyone else is putting it out into the world, yours. And I think for women, it just, it's, that's really important because now we get to use our true voice. I get, I even, I I love Marie and I even get a little more strident than she does. And I say, how dare you not share your gift? Mm. How dare you? Because Mm. there are people out there who are losing sleep at night because they need the gift that you have. Yeah. So you have a job. Your job is to share your gift and your job is to share it in a way that that person who's losing sleep at night because they need you and that person exists. 7.7 billion people on this planet. I promise you there are people out there who need you. Yeah. Sharing your gift in a way that they can hear you. Mm. So being visible and being a leader. I love that. And being visible to me doesn't mean, you know, how many likes you get or how many follows you have being visible is being visible to the people who need to hear your message on that day. Even if it's just one, even if it's just one, one advice that I don't typically give business advice, but when someone asks me about my business and how I run my business, especially the social media side is they're like, like, what do I do when I'm not getting any likes or, you know, that post just doesn't seem to be doing anything. I'm like, turn off your post likes so that you can't see it because that's going to prevent you from putting this thing out into the world. You woke up in the morning and you have this idea in your mind that you want to share and you're so jazzed up by it. 
and you're not going to put it out there because you're afraid that it's not going to get a million likes, <laughs> right? Like put it out into the world. And, but that's something that I've had to learn for myself too, and practice for myself too, yes. because we've not been taught, we've been taught that visibility is those clicks, those likes that, right. So, but how would you describe visibility so that we can have a new term for it? when we're, especially when we're creating content and creating a business? This is such a great question. And it's, the timing could not be better because we're just coming off our Ladies Power Lunch Visibility Summit, which was last week. Visibility in this term means being able to connect mm-hmm. with the people who need to hear you mm-hmm. in a way that they can hear you. So it's not about getting a million likes. It's about getting those two likes from those two people who are going to be your clients. Mm -hmm. It's about making actual connections as opposed to doing dances on TikTok. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's, it's, it's a totally different thing. One of the women who spoke on our summit, which just went by, she talked about getting to yes connections. She talked about, yes, we have these lists and we send out 5 million emails and all of this other thing, but are we really making connections? The connections, that's where the visibility comes. When you reach out to me in this Facebook group that we're both a part of and you say to me, hey, come be on my podcast. That's a real connection. That's totally different from me just hitting a like on your post. Because what's going to happen now, Lori, is I'm going to invite you to come be on my podcast. Mm -hmm. And my audience is going to have an opportunity to meet you. Maybe in the future, you'll come be on one of my summits. Maybe you'll be on, you know, our TV show, whatever. But what's going to happen as a result of us making this heart to heart connection is that we share each other with each Mm -hmm. other's audience. I love that. And, you know, so many of the women that I have on the podcast, it typically started because we were having a conversation on social media. And I remember with, with one girlfriend, her name is Stacy. I ended up having her on the podcast and we talk, spoke for two hours. And cause we were in this conversation online connecting about the pressure to perform online. And how like as business owners, we're like, it's ridiculous. We're not content creating machines. And I said, Stacy, would you like to come on the podcast? Cause she had strong opinions about it. Like really beautiful opinions too. new perspectives. Would you like to come on the sisterhood podcast had nothing to do with her business. She's a photographer. Um, but she was like, really? I'm like, yeah, like this is a conversation and it was a beautiful connection. Now the women who listened to that maybe went and checked her out later and realized, oh, she's also a photographer. Wonderful. That's the kind of photographer I want to work with. That's the kind of brand, you know, photographer I want to work with. Who knows? But because we made a connection and then brought it onto the Sisterhood podcast, I know that that had a ripple effect. I know. And it's funny, even it was so unplanned. It was the most listened to podcast. Why just two women who connected on social media on this topic about the pressure to perform ended up being the most downloaded podcast. There's a reason for that. And now I'm seeing it. It's like what you said, 
it because it started from that connection, not from trying to get something, just from connecting. Mm. Wow. Wow. This is not where I thought this conversation was going to go. And I'm so glad it went this way because I think we do need to reevaluate and give words, different meaning, give it different contexts, like visibility, collaboration, giving and receiving supporting. We need to give these new definitions that can be um, a guidepost for us to help us making decisions for our business and our lives. I absolutely agree. And I think that always let's be easy and gentle with ourselves as we change the way that we do things and never ever beat up on ourselves for any decisions that we might have made in the past. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's such, I think that's the beautiful place to end. So I can honor your time, honor your schedule. Um, Where can people find you, find your magic? I want to put all the magical links on how they can connect with you in the show notes, which I will do, but where do you like to spend the most time connecting with people? Cause it's always where I like to send people. Well, I host the ladies power lunch group and where we are found most often is in our Facebook group. There is no barrier to entry. Just Mm -hmm. go on Facebook and look for ladies power lunch Facebook group. I think if you put in Facebook slash group slash ladies power lunch, it'll probably pop up there too. But basically it's a free community. There is one barrier to entry. You have to agree that you're there to be supportive in an intentional and aligned way. As long as that's your jam, we welcome you. Open arms. And we're always having these kinds of conversations over there every single day. I love that. And your podcast, like so many beautiful conversations on your podcast and, and you bring in these incredible guests to have the conversations with you, which is so magical. And it's not, there's so much business resource, but it's all transferable to our life as well. I really get that sense. It's like, I don't just need that for my business. I need that for my life. (laughs) So it's really, really amazing. So I so appreciate you taking this time. I will make sure that all the links to access your magic are in the show notes. And I'd love to have you come back on. I just think we could probably go in a million different directions with topics. Now that that I'm connected (laughs) with you, I was like, ooh, we could have a whole talk about the universe. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so, so much for this time. Thank you for the invitation. You're very welcome. Bye, everyone.